comes ahead on goal, and Jordan Morris has done it. Appealing in vain for offside, the Chicago Fire defenders. Jordan Morris from the doorstep saves the day for the Sounders. the other way. Look who's running hard after defensively. Wayne Rooney, the net is empty. Big collision by the captain. That is unbelievable effort. Rooney putting one up. Bacosta. The Stateside Soccer Show with Logan and Jordan. Hello and welcome to the Stateside Soccer Show. My name is Jordan Wiegand and with me today is Logan Stump. Oh, Captain, my Captain. Hi, Jordan. How Seize are you? Day. I, I'm doing all right. Um, Somebody kind my... of, yeah, are you feeling better? Yeah, yeah, this has been, uh, well, sort of, uh, I'll give you that. Like, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's sinuses or uh, I don't know if this trip added to it because I've been on a whirlwind of trips and didn't get much sleep, but my throat's still scratchy. Ashley doesn't feel good. So we're hoping we don't have a bout of uh, the vid, but um, we had it in the summer, so I don't know if it could make its way around that quickly again. But yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird thing, but I, I feel underestimated. Yeah, I know exactly. But, yeah, but no, I feel a lot better than I, I did last week. I had a massive headache, and it, it's like one of those headaches too that you wake up with still, and you're like, mm, "God, yeah. this sucks." So it was like having a two day headache. It was one. It was lovely. So didn't get too much done. Yeah, I wasn't feeling good either, so we postponed that, and then we had the bombshell of the Orlando City uh, cheating scandal, yeah. right? So. I kind of pulled myself together and said, let me do this. And I wanted to preview the open cup anyway. So powered through it. I powered through it, powered through it last Tuesday after taking a little break. I think I recorded that. I went live. It was like nine something at night. At mm-hmm. When I did that. Um, good to hear that you're back. And uh, sad to hear that it might still be lingering. But yeah, uh, yeah. I saw you went all over the place. Was that Philly you went to? Yes, it was Philly that oh, we went to. Was that one of the uh, weddings or a stop? Like a... so, we had uh, two weddings: one in Philadelphia and the other one in Milwaukee. Um, and we did that in a span of like seventy-two hours. So yeah, it was I would have flown. I would have uh, drove up and yeah. just like crashed the wedding. You should have. It was funny. I was trying to get a shot of it. It was like 1.30 in the morning, so I wasn't too quick on my reflexes. But driving through the city, Jordan, you will be happy to know, and I'm sure you might know this, but there are a bunch of Philadelphia Union billboards all over the place. Oh, yes. It's like, this yeah. is kind of cool. Because um, we were, we stayed in, I think it's called Newton or New, Newtown. I don't know. It's uh, one of those. I think it's Newton. Um, but anyway, we stayed there. It was like 30 minutes, I think, from the city. 
So, okay. but yeah, but it was nice. It was a really cool wedding and then flew over to Milwaukee. And, uh, and I think another thing you'll be happy to know, we flew through Georgia's, this made no sense, but we went from Philadelphia to Atlanta to Milwaukee, um, which was odd. So um, yeah. But uh, we saw, I saw a ton of Atlanta United kits walking through the airport. So uh, this game is massive, man. Like this sport is just taking off. And you probably see it more so than I get to see it. Even though I'm here in Orlando, I think the Northeast really tends to seem to like support soccer a ton. And like you just saw it a lot, like when we were kind of out and about in Philly and through the airport and stuff. But well, they, have Atlanta, a, they have a winning team up there. So they're, yeah, they're sure. starting to dump on board here. <laughs> Uh, I was thinking like, oh, maybe I should go to the game on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And it was like a few days beforehand or like, yeah, I, I saw like union fans saying like, oh yeah, tickets are like virtually sold out. And I was like, so I couldn't even if I wanted to, like that's right. how, like before I used to be able to buy tickets like the day before, yeah, you know, pretty much and be like, I'm just going to go. I can't do last minute planning anymore for, mm-hmm. for the union. I have to, I have to plan it out. I haven't they're been to a game good. all year, unfortunately. I guess I'm I'm gonna try to get to playoff games, but they're probably gonna sell out super right. bad. So we'll Maybe see. Maybe we'll apply for a press pass for you next year. So you yeah, that's true. I could just go up whenever I want. Then, I guess. Right. So we get some connections through the Philly front office, and by front office I mean Todd. <laughs> yeah, he's not really front office, but yeah, no, Todd no. from the free kick has been in the press box like every uh, every game almost at, at home. That's so, so cool. It is really cool. So congrats, Todd. Right. Exciting times. We we yeah. just got our first press material, which was exciting. For yeah. Us. Del, yeah. Del Mundo. Right. That was wild. They sent us the stuff. That's nice of them. I Maybe we accidentally got on the list, Jordan. <laughs> typed to the. I bar. think so. I think that, like next time they send something out, they're like, "Oh, there was an error. We meant to send it to a different <laughs> stoppage uh, time." <laughs> yeah. Like, or a different podcast. Uh, that yeah. They misspelled the email. I don't know. They were like, hey, let's just send this out to anybody that would be interested, maybe. I don't maybe. know what they were thinking. Um, and we didn't see it till today, unfortunately. So right. we're just we couldn't even release the information. Yeah, no, yeah. It's <laughs> already five days old. Um, <laughs> hey, guys, way, guys, El Mundo. <laughs> they did a uh, survey. And... Doing some yeah. special thing with the World Cup. Um, okay. I wanted to say before we get any further, I w- we were going to announce this next week. Uh, so uh, we were no, not next week. Sorry, last week, but mm-hmm. we had to kind of postpone it. So here is what we're going to do. We- we've been talking about it for a while, and we are giving away two Panini prize packs for the World Cup in Qatar. Uh, the the tweet is going to be up. Our you know, tomorrow with this episode. It's going to be pinned to our account. Here's how you win. You're going to follow us. You're going to have to uh, like our tweet. Um, you're going to have to... Let me just actually get the photo up that I made of this instead of rambling on. I think that might make it a little easier. So... I'm going to leave you on the edge of your seats right now, everyone, as I get this get this up. Um, Jordan, would you like me to sing for the people? I don't think anybody wants that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, uh, what did I call this thing? Maybe Oscar uh, could sing for us. Is Oscar in the room? 
No, he's not. He's in the other. He's in the other room. Would okay. they wear soccer kits, Jordan? Huh? Just random. Would they wear soccer kits? Do you think? Or are they too dogs? Yeah. No. Damn. No, they they, they don't even buy wear any of the stuff we buy. Oh, All right, here we go. That is beautiful. And you need a sticker giveaway. So what this is? It is a uh, two of these that we're giving out. So two winners out of everyone that enters. Uh, which is better odds than any of the other things we've ever ever done where it's like one winner. You're going to win uh, one Panini album for the World Cup and 10 packs. So here's how you can do it. If you follow us, like, and retweet the tweet, that gives you two entries into the giveaway. So that means your name ha- is in there twice. If you rate us on Apple Podcasts, that gives you two more entries. If you rate us on Spotify, this gives you two more entries. Now, you can send us a picture via DM or comment on the post with the picture of the review. So that way we can, you know, award that review for you. The max amount of entries is six for each person. That means you can do all three of these things and have your name in there six times. We are going to give you until the 20th of September. So that's Tuesday, September 20th, because this will be going up Wednesday. So that gives you until Tuesday, September 20th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time. Good luck to all who enter and win this. You're also going to get a bonus. We are Fooked Magnet along with that as well. Very nice of us, Logan, to be giving away $15 worth of stuff. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, uh, I think our last giveaway, too, was uh, pretty pricey. That <laughs> was way pricey, yes. And it took but forever luckily, for them to actually send it out. Yes, but luckily, um, we had credit card points that might have been used for said giveaway. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see. I think next time we could do a cheaper one with the... Um, mystery mls mystery kits Ooh, that would be fun much too cheaper than yeah. than what you gave away all right let's what do, do that Jordan, mark it down I'll, I'll buy the mystery kit giveaway we'll do a world cup giveaway live on when we do the world cup preview because i think we we should go live right let's mark that down write that down jordan i'm gonna buy mystery kit uh is there like uh, is there like country specific ones too um, no, they have no. MLS specific ones and then they have like gotcha. overseas. So, okay. so we'll do, I guess what we'll do. Do you want to do MLS or do you want to do world? Uh, if we're going to do it for the world cup, I, I guess we're going to do it for the world. Let's do it. All right. So mark it down. I got it written down. We'll do it. Giveaway. We'll be giving away a mystery kit and you get to unravel it and hopefully post it on Twitter. Should be a lot of fun. Maybe, maybe we'll do a U.S. scarf too, or something. I don't know. We'll, we'll get crazy for World Cup. Big coverage. They have, they have mystery scarves on there too. I got one. Ooh, that'd be I got fun one too. for my dad. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Did he? Did he open it? Yes, he did. What did he get? He got Bayern Munich. Ooh, I'm sorry. <laughs> he liked it. He liked it. Did he? Yeah. Uh, that's good then. I, I said like... I. I had my mom send me a picture of all of the scarfs he has hung up in the basement he doesn't have Bayern Munich I told oh, him he would, I told him he would they would he would prefer England or Germany 
Yeah. That's what they sent me. So there you go. I was going to say, you guys have heritage in, in Germany, correct? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Nice. We're, we could have been brothers. Mine as well. So. Yeah. Stumpf. Right? Yeah. Stumpf. I'm learning German. Duolingo. Oh, so that's what language you're learning. I meant to ask you that when I saw it on your story. I was like, what? I wonder what he's learning. I was thinking it was going to be like Mandarin or something. No, I'm learning. Well, I've, I've been learning Japanese as well, but it is okay. it's tougher to do that. So I've been focusing on the German. German I took in high school, so I already have the knowledge base of it. And I'm just gotcha. trying to, uh, to broaden that. Uh, my goal is to play some video games in German and actually be able to understand what's going on. But. That'd be kind of fun. Okay, Americans abroad. Uh, we're we're not going to go through all the stuff because it's been a bit since we've been on. But I don't know if we talked about Dest. He moved on to AC Milan instead of where he was rumored to be going to United. I know last time we talked about United. Yeah. Uh, John Brooks is at Benfica. I'm not sure if we talked about that. He was originally going to go to Malaraca, right? So mm-hmm. um, that's done. And Pulisic maybe is free we don't know yet uh tuchel got fired from chelsea i'm sure anybody that listens to this knows this but uh tuchel is gone from chelsea after the champions league last week they bring in potter from brighton we'll see how he is able to maybe win over a new manager and this is probably his last chance at chelsea i would think before he is going to be shipped out at some point be interesting to see what happens to Christian. Um, I'm yeah. just, I, I hope Graham plays him. I'm hoping that he gets a chance back in the team because we really need that. Jordan, next week on Tuesday, we're only two months away from the World Cup starting, which is wow. absolutely bonkers to me. I think Ecuador is the first game, but I was looking at that today. I'm like, we're, we're like, we're getting down to just, I mean, we're getting to like 60 days away from actually seeing World Cup soccer. So, Christian needs to play. Otherwise, well, how about let's talk the goalie situation here because Stefan is rumored to be losing his spot in the championship. Turner just started in the Europa League for the first time this season. And uh, Sean Johnson hasn't looked great for NYCFC. I I really don't know where we're, (laughs) how this is going to go. Uh, tomorrow, I think, is the release of the roster for the September friendlies. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that goes. What some people are leaking on Twitter is that PFOC is not part of it, by the way. Um, that it is going to be... Um, Peppy, Sergeant, and Fiera up top for September. Um, I'm fine with that because, you know, if it's going to be over here, I think it is, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Pifak, he's playing in Germany. So is Pepe. Well, Pepe's in Netherlands now. Um, I don't know. I, I think Pifak's on fire enough that you're like, you know what? Just keep doing your thing. I've also heard stuff from people on Twitter that, Greg might not be the biggest fan of him anyway, so who knows. Uh, any other American abroad stuff? What's your goalkeeper goalkeeper thoughts here? I mean, it, it's not good. Um, I think the biggest thing with 
this is the fact that like they get in and they start training um, to keep consistency, I guess, in camp before they head off to the World Cup. Because what they probably will have a week or two before they actually get to Qatar, maybe. Um, I think it's a. I think it's a week. Is it just a week? Or um, ten days. I don't think it's a lot. Yeah, I mean, I'm MLS hoping with... players have longer. I think, but right. uh, Euro teams, I don't think have a long time. I don't know. I I didn't have confidence at all in Zach Steffen, and this is not going to hurt his. Or this is going to hurt his confidence tremendously. And we saw what it kind of looked like when um, he was playing in some of these friendlies that he's been playing in. That he's just looked real shaky to try to decide whether he's going to come out and punch the ball, grab the ball, whatever it might be, um, boot it away. Like it just seems like he's really his confidence has just been shaken. Um, I would say Matt Turner is still our number one uh, in my mind. I. I'm not too concerned to do, just because I think he is very good. I, I think there might be instances where he looks a little rusty, but I, I do think, I don't know. I think with the repetition that he's probably getting with Arsenal, at least it's, you know, only a couple months, I guess that we're, he's really just missing game time, but yeah, it's not, it can't feel good um, just because we've got that issue. And we've also had issues with the center forward position um, with consistency. So I don't know, but slightly concerned that there might be just an instant in the world cup where we could be looking back and going, man, if we just had consistency as far as playing time, that this could have gone a different direction. Yeah. It's a very different world than when we were growing up and we always had very good <laughs> goalkeepers. So <laughs> right. So different. Um, okay. Are you ready to move on to, we got some MLS games today and tomorrow, which is Tuesday and Wednesday. Some teams can clinch playoff spots, so I want to kind of talk about this. This is from MLS Soccer website um, article. Austin can clinch a berth in the playoffs with a win or draw against RSL, and they play Wednesday, September 14th at 9.15 p.m. So it's getting, it's getting close. Um, LAFC can clinch the number one seed in the Western Conference with a win at Minnesota or a draw with an Austin draw or if Austin lose versus RSL. Philly can clinch the number one seed in the East if Montreal loses to Chicago tonight uh tuesday september 13th at 7 30. so if you're listening wednesday you already know if that took place montreal's been pretty good i'm gonna say that that most likely doesn't take place you can pause and laugh here if i got that wrong new york red bulls can clinch a berth in the playoffs if miami loses or draws versus the crew or if orlando lose to atlanta uh, the Miami one is tonight. The Orlando one is tomorrow. So they kind of have two days in a row here, the Red Bulls, to clinch with two different circumstances. That doesn't involve Red Bulls at all. They can just – they're not playing this week. I think they're caught up on their games in hand. So um, they can just sit back and see if they clinch without that. Let's go to the elimination scenarios. Sporting Kansas City can finally be eliminated <laughs> – if they lose or draw versus D.C., which is asking a lot from D.C. at this point. 
RSL winner draw at Austin, or if LA, I guess they mean Galaxy because mm-hmm. they don't say LAFC, or LA win or draw at Vancouver. So there's a chance that SKC, who've been awful all year, had finally climbed out from the bottom of the West. There's a chance that they can be finally eliminated with only four four games left uh, in the season. This is this is wild when we're talking about some of the MLS stuff. San Jose will be eliminated if they lose or draw at Colorado. They currently sit in the um, bottom of the West, but they actually have a game in hand. They're at 29 games played compared to everybody else mostly being at 30 or 31. Houston is already eliminated. And they've they fired their manager. First time, first year manager is gone. Uh We'll, we'll get to that storyline. Okay, so out of all the things I just said, do you see Austin clinching a berth? They need to win or draw versus RSL. Yes. <clears throat> I think 100% happens. They've been kind of in a rough stretch. I mean, both they and LAFC have been awful. Um, <laughs> yeah, last four Austin, of their last five. Losses. Right? Uh, LAFC had won. Uh, not last, or not this week, but last. But... Uh, Gosh, I mean, they—it's like they're both just trying to give away points at this point. And I don't know if it's because they've been playing so well and they—they're kind of clear of some of the teams below them. I guess they feel uh, with game in hand on a bunch of them. But yeah, I think RSL just—they're underwhelming to me. Um, I don't think Austin continues to lose. Um, I just think they come up out of the funk to get a win and secure a draw, even. Um, to secure a playoff berth. But again, I, who knows at this point, Jordan, because it just feels like Austin's just giving away. It is at home. So maybe that gives them the extra boost of clinch it in front of their fans and their first berth in the playoff spot, uh, which is absolutely wild from a season last year that they were not great. So uh, yeah, I'm going with yes. Do you think so? Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, I think RSL is seventh place. If they mm-hmm. want to get out of this funk, you got to do it now, right? Mm-hmm. Like they just got manhandled by Seattle three nil. Mm-hmm. They just lost to Nashville three nil. They're starting to give up a lot of goals. They lost to Portland two one. That's not too bad. They haven't won since August twenty sixth, which was against LAFC, who was also in a miraculous funk. Where mm-hmm. after that they lost to the Dynamo. The Dynamo, who get eliminated a week later or two mm-hmm. weeks later and fire their manager. And then they LAFC beat RSL, though. And then they lose to Dallas. So if maybe it's going to be similar, where they both beat RSL, those two teams that have been struggling. Uh, also, I just want to thank Dallas for the two late goals <laughs> to keep LAFC three points behind the Union with a game in hand because... Uh, the Union have a shot at Supporter Shield at this point. And I'm going to go on the limb and say they win Supporter Shield. I think their end of the season schedule is a little easier than LAFC's. 
Yes, uh, and I think are playing a lot better. Five straight games they've won. Jordan, they've won nine of their last 11. Like, they've grabbed 27 points out of 33. Uh, they did lose those two games, but, I mean, they've, they've pounced on people, right? 4-1, 2-0, 5-1. They've had stretches of 6-0, 6-0. Like, I, <laughs> it just it doesn't feel right. Like, Jordan, I honestly, the, and I'm going out September 13th and saying it, I don't think the Philadelphia Union lose another game. I don't. Let me write that I'm down. I'm calling that. I'm calling it right now. They do not lose another game at all. Not once. Let's just call it as it is. 30, they got three games left plus playoffs. I think the East is an easy run through for them because nobody's playing well. Um, I guess the, the closest thing is Montreal and maybe Orlando's played pretty well lately, but yeah, Orlando's been good lately, but then yeah. they put out after they won open they cup, they went the out and put yeah. a team right. out in Philly without caring and they lose yeah. five one. And maybe the best second best team right now in the East, as far as form is concerned. And they absolutely get pummeled by the best team in this whole league. Um, again, I just don't see it. I don't see them losing. And if they have home field advantage, Jordan, this team is the way they're scoring it's unbelievable. Like they don't even have to touch away soil in the playoffs. So yikes. Well, that's something too, you know, for so much of the season, LAFC and Austin had Mm -hmm. outclassed them with goals, right? It was only this upcoming weeks when they surpassed them. Uh, Just literally probably at the end of August where they overtook them. They have 68 goals. Right. (laughs) It's not even close anymore. To 60 for LAFC and Austin. Right. The union, Goals against 22, <laughs> LAFC 34, and Austin 45. Their plus their goal differential is plus 46. Is that a record? Like, is that close to a record? I, wonder what, what uh, I, I think it was only two teams have ever finished with plus 40, and I think it was plus 48 is the highest, which means that they really only need to play one or two more games out of the three if they keep up on their streak where they can pass that goal differential record. And submit themselves as one of the best teams that have in, ever of played. all time. Right. <laughs> Gosh, because I mean, what seventy three is the record with points? I believe. Yeah, they're not going to break. They can't break that. Yeah. They got three right. games left. There's they're ten points behind, right. so they, they can could get sniff. nine points. Yeah. But if you're looking at, it's more than just Output. points, though, right? Yeah. If you're looking at how many goals they're giving up, how many goals they're scoring, the goal differential, and look. This is a team that was very slow starting, mm-hmm. right? Ua did not start playing until late in the season because of injuries, because of getting delayed transfer, all this kind of stuff. Comes in, finally starts playing, and what do you know? They start tearing it up. Gazdag now has 19 goals. Uh, they had that whole stretch of a month where they were like barely scoring. Mm-hmm. Right? What was that like June or? Oh yeah, it was like a drought. June or yes. May? Yes. I'm looking at the schedule now where they. Here it is, April. April they draw oh, with Montreal. Really, you were 1-1. like one. Yeah. May first, draw with Nashville one one. Draw with LAFC two two. A draw with Red Bulls one one. Draw with Miami nil nil. Uh, then they even have a stretch here in May to June. They beat Timbers two nil. They draw with the Revs 1-1. They draw with Cincy 1-1. They beat NYCFC 2-1. They lose to the Fire 1-0 in June 29th. 
they draw with the crew nil-nil on July 3rd. July 8th is when this offense explodes, and they end up scoring 7 nothing against D.C. Mm-hmm. Another two on Miami, two on New England, one against Orlando, six against Houston. You know, they get another two losses in here with Cincy and Dallas, but then they beat the Fire 4-1. They beat D.C. 6 Nil, Colorado 6-0, Atlanta 4-1, Red Bulls 2-0, Orlando 5-1. And they have Atlanta, Charlotte, and Toronto to finish out the season. There's a good what, chance. What was that again? What were their three? Atlanta, Atlanta. Charlotte, and okay. Toronto. Okay, I heard Toronto is yeah. probably their toughest. Yeah. And guess what? That is a game at Subaru Park. Yeah. Now, the games away are Atlanta and Charlotte. That might be a little tough away, but I have faith that this team is going to be really special. And it feels very weird to say that because this is a team that has historically never scored a lot of goals. In fact, they didn't score above two goals all season in one game, Logan, Mm -hmm. until that 7-0 victory against D.C. United. All of their games were one goals, two goals, no goals until July 8th for a team that now has the best attack in the league. And then just kind of like a fun stat to throw in right now, and we can do this in the playoff thing too, but the Union 38 points at home so far this year, they have not lost 11 wins, five draws. They uh, if you look at the away points and who's collecting the most away points on uh, in the East, it's the two teams right below them in, in Montreal and Red Bull. But still, like the fact that they're going to have to go to Philadelphia to play Philadelphia if they advance in the in the playoffs, I mean, you, you, they're just not beatable at home. They've allowed nine goals at home. That's it, just nine. <laughs> like how do you you don't you don't score on them? And not to mention. You know, you've got teams like Red Bull that go cold quickly. Um, so, I mean, it just doesn't seem feasible for any of these teams to bounce them right now. Like, you read those three games off, and while Charlotte and Atlanta are both pretty good at home, I just don't see them right now stopping this high-octane, whatever the hell's going on in Philadelphia. I mean, it, it literally, I think, what, if you did the math, it's around four to five goals a game right now, which is absolutely insane. Um, it's at the point where I get disappointed if if it's a two nil victory. <laughs> like that wasn't right? enough. I was like, "Come on, where's the third? What are we doing?" <laughs> um, but here's another question for you, I guess. Like, as Daniel God's God's dog, uh, I mean, if, if if the Union do win Supporter Shield, which we both think they will, if they win it, do you have to give the MVP trophy to Daniel Gazdog, or do you give it to Hani Mukhtar because he's, I guess, had a higher output? with national. So here's the thing. If we're basing it off of what they did last year. Yeah. Should be Gazdag. Right. Right. They gave it to heel who won the supporter shield with the revs. Even when I thought honey Mukhtar should win it. So -hmm. if you're going off of precedence, that's what would happen. But nobody, literally nobody on Twitter. When I talk about these, when you're following any of these national media people are talking mm-hmm. about Gazdag having a chance at MVP. Really. Right. So what I would look at that and say, it's going to go to Hani Mukhtar. Um, I don't know. As a makeup from last year. I don't know. He should have, he should add it. Uh, 22 goals this season for Hani Mukhtar. And I don't know how many assists. I don't have seven. That. 
seven. Yep. So 29 goal comp- contributions. Gostag doesn't have as many assists. Right. So uh, Andre Blake is also has 13 clean sheets. Everybody, again, nobody really talking about this. Everybody was talking about how Sean Johnson was close to getting the clean sheet record, and now Blake is. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, that's the record's what, 16? Mm-hmm. So Blake can do it with three more games. He can tie it. But nobody talking, NYCFC have fallen off the damn map. Right. <laughs> I mean, this is insane. I, I was watching, if you watch NYCFC play nowadays, they look like a shell of themselves mm-hmm. since Tati left. And even before Tati left, really, it's, it's since uh, Dolly. Right, Dolly, yeah. yeah. They have not won in their last five games. They have four losses and a draw mm-hmm. in their last five games. Uh, if I pull up their account, like their page here, when's the last win? Right before that, Chicago. That's their last win. That was on August 21st. They sit fourth. Orlando has two games in hand, and Orlando is uh, four points back. It's conceivable that they can actually drop out of a home playoff spot, which is good because they Mm -hmm. actually have no home anyway. So (laughs) (laughs) That's that's fair. That is very fair. They don't even know where they'd be playing in the playoffs, I'm sure. So wait, the Mets are in the playoffs and the Yankees are? Where are we going to play? Although I'm not lying. If NYCFC is looking at this, Jordan, they're looking at Orlando going, oh, we want to play there. <laughs> like We, yeah, we want to yeah, travel yeah, to Orlando because yeah. Orlando can't beat anybody. Yeah, Orlando just won an Open Cup. <laughs> it's true. That's exciting. I, I, I love I – I need to get myself a shirt or something. So, no, but it was great. I mean, not great that we probably cheated to do so, but, uh, you know, like <laughs> uh, it's life. Um, well, what uh, came out we're... after my show is that they were right. in a public park practices. Yes. But like, like where else move? were they supposed to – you know what I mean? Like, I guarantee you Orlando's not giving them, like, the Orlando Health Center to be like, hey, you go, you know, go practice in our they facilities. They couldn't make a deal with, like, Wild World Sports? Or any of the college, or high schools, really. Like, yeah. They could have made it with our high school. Any like, of those yeah. Wild World Sports, yeah. like, has all those fields. Right. People, it's not easy. As oh, Disney would gladly give it up for money. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Like, it is stupid. Or one of the colleges couldn't offer it to you because I know UCF could offer you a field. Like, why not just take Maybe that? Maybe because the school season started? Like, the school year started? I Maybe. Know. I don't know. I think it's just stupid. Hell, I'd practice in a gym before I practice in public park where anybody could walk by and take video of you. So, I don't know. But, yay, trophy. <laughs> it is kind of Yeah, their stupid. first major trophy or first in mls um history like mm-hmm. their mls history of course save oscar his job for now yeah it'd be kind of hard to fire him after mm-hmm. winning a trophy um okay uh do you see any of these teams vancouver san jose sporting kansas city getting eliminated today or tomorrow Let's see. Looking at the scenarios again, sporting loser draw versus DC or Salt Lake win over Austin. So that ain't happening. LA win or draw. Yeah. Sporting will, yes. Sporting will get bounced. They'll be eliminated this week. I feel like LA will beat Vancouver. San Jose. mm, Yeah. I think they're going to do it too. I think they'll get, 
bitten. And then I'd said that Vancouver will lose. So, yeah, I think all three of them this week. I'm going for it. All three of those teams that have the scenarios posted for them are eliminated this week. Right? Because, I mean, we're only – we'll be two games roughly down. So, left. But, sure, let's go for it. Even though the Rapids haven't been fantastic, um, I still think that it happens. Gosh, I'm just looking at all the red on here, Jordan, or the gray. I mean, really, Portland's on a tear. Nashville's been really good. But, I mean, just looking at it, it's like you'd be a stupid man not to bet all your chips on Philly. Like, and I get Galaxy, it. Like, it's Galaxy have had all draws except a win. Right. Um, Seattle's been struggling. Rapids are struggling. Like, look, these teams can still make it in the playoffs here. Yeah. Like, Galaxy and Seattle, but they were like Galaxy a better shot. They have a game in hand still. They're at mm-hmm. 29. Most of these teams are at 31. Like they have a shot, or like RSL's at 30 above them. So they actually have a shot, Galaxy. Imagine being. But Chicharito keeps getting his penalties blocked. Yeah. He tried a cheeky Panenka mm-hmm. at a game winner spot. And, you know, he took ownership for that, so that's, that's great. But then he gets another one saved that wasn't that way, you know, like the next game. And then uh, th- they need to figure it out, right? That is a problem. <laughs> that, is, that is a problem. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if you're looking at – I mean, really, Montreal just needs to lose this game for Philly to clinch – first in the east which almost guarantees a champions league spot there are mm-hmm. some wrinkles that can prevent it i think with um if austin overtakes philly or something with points because of if montreal wins mls cup or whatever then it goes to, or if ML, if montreal finishes top of the east or wins mls cup it goes to the next team below them so actually no union should be good if they can knock montreal to stick to second if montreal stays second then philly should be able to clinch guaranteed champions league which orlando now has so orlando's going to be in the champions league that's going to be a lot of fun you should right. try to get to a champions league game. Uh, that's why I, I want to try to get to one i hope they I hope they play like one of the real classic teams in the champions league just because i, I feel like They'll probably uh-huh. start with some lower teams. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, even like some like of their lower. Team, like... Yeah. Oh, man. But what, a, like, I don't know where you're headed next, but Galaxy, I mean, just looking at it, because we were just talking about them. Um, if you look at RSL and you look at Galaxy um, and kind of the, the end, uh, RSL has a pretty tough road to finish the season. They've got Austin. Uh, playoff team, Cincinnati playoff team, Galaxy on the fringe right behind them for a playoff spot, and then Portland playoff team, and probably one of the best teams in the West right now. Like, I mean, RSL does not have a favorable road. If Galaxy missed the playoffs again, Jordan, after missing it last year and being backed out because of RSL, like, could you imagine? I mean, at what point does it become you look at Greg Vanny and go, dude, what? Like, I don't think you can look at Greg Vanny. I think I think, think so? you can look at Chris Klein and okay, the whole yeah. leadership of of the Galaxy. Yeah. Um. 
And I think that's pretty much what they hinted at when we had our LA people on right. is that uh, even when Greg was hired, like, like this won't really change that much, but right. um, they, they got to support them. They got to They got to support them. Uh, good chance they finished worse than they did last year as far as points are concerned which is crazy because they were they were doing very well until recently like it's right. a very common fall apart here i don't know i i think they haven't really given him much squad to really work with um they're stuck behind i mean I, chicharito's had a, he's had a good year 14, 14 goals, goals. Like, that's yeah, a good year and good uh year. After kind of struggling a little bit this year, yeah, he kind of gets 14. That's good. Right. That's more than Rui Diaz, who I had as, like, golden boot winner, I think. Yeah, and Jovalich has been good, too. Ten goals. But, like, I just feel like yeah, they're good. This age poorly. Right. Yeah, yeah no, that's bad. Don't do that again. Um, <laughs> uh, but I do feel like, I mean, it, it really – I just feel like LA doesn't have, like, that punch. You know what I mean? Like, they don't have that big punch that LAFC throws with or Austin with Jerusi throws with or Gazdag and the Union and their defense. Like, it, they don't have, like, that that characteristic in their team where you're like, oh, the Galaxy are this. Like, they just seem to be there. And they, I don't know. Like, they're known for late comebacks or trying to win at the, you know, at the, as the bell's ringing, like, trying to slip into class. I don't know. It's It just seems like they're always just – waiting around for things to just fall into their laps and it never happens for them. Um, which, I mean, I don't know if that's cause per, I mean, I'm guessing it's personnel at this point. Um, like you said, like a, how much can it really fall on Greg when, you know, you've got a pretty average team to kind of compete with. So. And, you know, you can do it without spending a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that Sam Stayskull, he wrote a whole article about the union. According to Transfer Marked Logan, the union have spent a total of $10.66 million on transfers fees in their entire history. In Good their entire Lord. history, there have been seven MLS players that have had fees higher than that. And they're doing it where they're consistently at the top of the East. Mm-hmm. They are, uh, and also I think, who who said earlier today, Doyle, I think, that L.A. has one scout? Let me look at this again, because he was retweeting that article um, and said that, you know, because what the union do, right, is that they are, have, they have analytics, they have uh, full scouting staffs that helps them kind of run this thing kind of cheaper. Matt Doyle's tweet from today says it's striking to think that a team like the union invests so much in scouting and analytics while a big spending team like the galaxy has no analytics department and a full-time scouting staff of one. Now you're looking and saying, well, why are they struggling? Maybe because their model should be, both right their model should be uh, we're paying big money to bring people in and we're also spending big money on scouts and analytics to find the diamonds in the rough to find like 
how did nobody else go get a Gazdag or mm-hmm. who, uh, you know, who are tearing it up? Carranza was struggling right. in Miami. Yep. He comes into Philly and he and he takes off. Like Ernest correct. Tanner yes. is finding all of these little diamonds in the rough here, and that is been amazing for the union and they're able to consistently churn out a competitive team even when they sell somebody they sell brendan aronson who's now in the premier league and they don't miss a beat Mm -hmm. they got better right and and that's kind of the scary part and when you see a team like the galaxy who who if it's true that they only have a scout of one this is really a failure at the whole organization they got to kind of rethink the way that they're doing things I mean, just and the other thing too is you kind of you kind of hit on it, but like with the Brendan Aronson thing, they're not only finding top talents and talents that are kind of like uh, misused by their teams and uh, these diamonds that are just cleaning up and polishing, but they're I mean they've got Jordan like it, once these guys leave, it's like they have an army of of younger kids waiting in the the wings to be thrown right in. I mean, you got Paxton Aronson, who many believe is going to be better than Brendan, which is still hard to fathom because you got to watch Brendan in his short time with the union, but now you get to see it on the premier league stage. And he's, I mean, Jordan, he's arguably one of the better wingers in the premier league right now. Like that, it is wild to think that a kid playing with Philadelphia who is always ignored, constantly ignored by the mainstream media. I'm glad that Sam wrote an article on them just because, and I can say this as not a union fan. um, I, I can say that they are constantly overlooked this team has built a, a dynasty. They are going to become a dynasty. Whether you like it or not, this team is going to be one of the top teams in this league for a very long time because they put all this time and effort into their young kids. They play the kids. They found Kai Wagner, who has Lester was after him for a while. I mean, you had big clubs coming after him. Mark McKenzie, I think, eventually becomes a pretty good talent in Europe as he's kind of just kind of finding his way. Andre Blake is arguably one of the best keepers in the world. Um, it, it just it it's like this team, man. Quinn Sullivan, you got Jack McGlynn, you got Paxton. Uh, it just the list goes on and on and on, and you're not even seeing the 14 year old and 15 year old kids that this team is going to have soon. So. <laughs> It, it does. It speaks wonders. And then you have the Galaxy over here who's playing like the broke brother of LAFC, who's looking at LAFC spending all this money on all these resources and has a very deep roster. And LA Galaxy could barely find – I mean, they're they're hiring criminals to basically run and operate this team. It, they're stealing money. That I don't know where they're putting it. Uh, it's not into anything that's productive on the field. It's kind of shocking, to be honest. And I did not see that article. That's shocking that they have one person. And how much of this game, Jordan, and any other sport has gone to analytics? How can you do this as a big club, not have all these really good pieces in place? One last stat here about the Union. They are 11 wins and Mm -hmm. I guess, what is that, draws or losses since July 8th? That would be losses? I'm guessing Draws. draws. I'm checking. Since July 8th, I, I hate when they order these things. With yes, because okay. everybody does Loss. it differently. Loss. Is it Loss. losses? Win, loss, draw. Okay. I think it looks better win, draw, loss. But anyway, okay, 11 <clears> wins, <throat> two losses, zero draws since July 8th. They've outscored opponents 46-9 and nine in that stretch. And only 10 other teams in the league even have 46 goals all season. Yeah. So they've scored 46 in two months. So that's since they got healthy at the forward position and everybody's clicking. 
Um, there you go. What a machine. All right. Um, let's see. I think we should probably preview the... Oh, I just wanted to say real quick, we do have uh, MLS News is now on Apple News. You can add that on there. Uh, RSL has a renamed stadium. So I went to Rio Tinto this year. Now it's America First Field based off a of bank or whatever. That's lame. It's a credit union. I don't know what Rio Tinto was either, but it sounds better. I think it's a river, isn't it? <clears throat> Yeah, but I mean, I, I think uh, Rio Tinto was a company that had the oh. rights. Uh, they were a mining company. Oh, well, that's interesting. We have, jeez, uh, uh, Joseph Martinez is getting a suspension. He won't be playing this week due to like he flipped over a table in the oh. other locker room. They already said Pineda is going to be back for next year. So, mm-hmm. I mean, what are your thoughts? Is is uh, Joseph long for this team here? No, I think we would. We tried to look at this up last time. I think next year's his last year, right? I can't remember when his contract runs out. I always forget when his contract. Runs. Hold on, I can check because I got his FB ref uh, scouting. Is it under scouting? No. Um, why can't I ever find there? There it is. Wages, contract. I don't know. I can never find. Anyway, uh, I think Joseph uh, has pretty much made it clear, if I'm guessing, that he does not want to be there anymore. And this is all just, I think, it's just coming together ahead right now. Like, I think you're you're really seeing it just kind of bottle up and explode. Um which is really a shame because of how much of a legend he was there. It, yeah, it looks like he's uh, not under contract next year or can get out of it at least. But, um, yeah, no, I think this is it for Joseph. And I'm telling you, Jordan, we talked about this. I don't remember. It was, it was probably a couple months back now. But this Atlanta team, um, there's a lot more going on in this. I mean, it's ownership. Um, I actually think Gonzalo Pineda is a good coach, but he just he's got a bunch of craps to work with. Uh players that are injured all the time, guys that aren't worth their value. We've talked about all the players that have gone and are come and gone with Atlanta, um, just guys that they couldn't figure out, like Ezekiel Barco. Um, it, it just seems like they've been a mess ever since Almiron left and that team was that good. And just uh, they're kind of becoming embarrassing. At some point, you look at it and go, this is nowhere close to what the team was when they first come into the league and are willing to spend all that money on players that are decent. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's awful. And then also, Jordan, we didn't even talk. I, I mean, maybe you did talk about this already. Miles Robinson, too, got arrested, uh, was arrested for petty theft. Or theft. Was it just theft? Yeah. Stole. Five dollars. It was over yeah. five bucks. Yeah. So, not good. <laughs> I mean, it just seems like a bunch of head cases at this point. Yeah, talk about head cases. Houston Dynamo, they fired yeah. their manager, Paulo Nagamora. He was, you know, a former player. He's uh, been at SKC as their second team manager. Uh, they only had only won twice in their last 13 matches, by the way. They only had eight wins on the season overall. And Pat Onstad, who is the new 
GM since they fired their GM last year is uh, ready to pull the plug after only 29 league games. I, I feel like this team is just always in a perpetual state of uh, revol- like a revolving door at this point. Yeah. Disarray. That's five straight years uh, without the playoffs now. And since 2014, the two-time MLS champions, yeah, uh, the two-time MLS champions have only qualified for once for the postseason since 2014, which is even crazier to me. Like, uh, I mean, everything I had heard, because, you know, I just started following the league. Everything I'd heard about this team, they'd just been, I mean, just the class of the league for a while. Well, yeah, when they were with Dom Kinnear, they were, uh, they had consistently in, Mm -hmm. in the playoffs. But now, not even close, man. Like, I mean, you know what falling. that means? You know what that means? Yeah, rebrand mean? time again. I honestly, <laughs> I was thinking the same. You know what? I think they should just like dissolve the team and rebrand it to a different city. Um, <laughs> no, but man, poor Houston. Gosh, it must be awful just to be a sports fan in Houston. One championship you win, and it's an asterisk. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's been brutal. All right, I think we're going to go ahead and hit up the Game of the Week preview. It's time for the Match of the Week preview. Match of the Week preview is where we tell you what games are coming on and which ones you should watch. The Tuesday night games, the night we're recording this, just to let everyone know, it was Montreal and Chicago at 7.30, Miami, Columbus at 8, Minnesota and LAFC at 8, Houston and New England at 8.30, SKC and DC at 8.30. Then Wednesday, September 14th, Orlando hosting Atlanta, 6 o'clock. On Univision and ESPN2 is the Campiones Cup, which is the champion of Liga Mekis and the champion of MLS. That's New York City FC hosting Atlas at 7.30 at Yankee Stadium. That's what home stadium they're playing in uh, this week. Austin is uh, hosting RSL at 9.15. Colorado hosts San Jose at 10. Vancouver hosts LA Galaxy at 10 o'clock. On Saturday, we got some big matches. New York uh, Hudson River Derby here. NYCFC versus New York Red Bulls at 1 o'clock. Atlanta hosting Philly at 3.30. That's on the Unimas TDN Twitter game of the Saturday. Uh, New England hosting Montreal at 7.30. Orlando hosting Toronto at 7.30. Chicago hosting Charlotte at 8 o'clock. SKC hosting Minnesota at 8.30. Austin hosting Nashville at 9 o'clock. RSL hosting uh, Cincinnati at 9.30. Vancouver hosting Seattle at 10 o'clock. Galaxy hosting Colorado at 10.30. And San Jose hosting Dallas at 10.30. On Sunday, we have an ESPN match at 1 o'clock. That's the crew hosting Portland at 1 o'clock. And DC hosting Miami at five, LAFC hosting Houston at ten thirty. Um, I can't wait till next year when most of the games are just uh-huh. Saturday, Wednesday, because this this crew Portland game is going to get smashed. It's going to get <laughs> absolutely smashed by NFL football on Sunday mm-hmm. at one o'clock, week two. Like, come on! I know they want it probably some like other programming for ESPN or something, but there's got to be a better way. All right. Especially because that's a good game. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a, it's a game for some playoff uh, implications for the mm-hmm. crew and for Portland, uh, right. which is not usually the case when you're talking about inter-conference, you know, right. inter-conference games. But all right, anything else before we head out of here? Did we keep give a game of the week or were we just uh Oh yeah, what's your game of the week, Logan? Yeah. Jordan, my game of the week is actually the Columbus crew in Portland's ever game. So uh it's actually one that like I, I didn't even think of NFL. I really didn't. But with this game, Jordan, uh Nashville have won four of their last five. Um they look really good. Uh they're on a uh, no, I said Columbus did not have Nashville. Um I don't know why I was thinking. Uh anyway, Columbus crew, um Jordan, I think with the way that things are going, they need points uh, for draws in their last uh, five games. So collecting points here to stay away from that uh, number eight spot uh, is going to be crucial. They do have a game in hand over New England, but uh, if you lose a game here or there, it starts to get a little closer. Crew can pretty much, Jordan, put them um, to rest if I think they win this weekend. So, I mean, it, it, it's going to be important for the crew to grab a win. And then Portland, the best team in the West right now, uh, and streaking and trying to catch up to a home uh, playoff spot. And I think Jordan, you and I can both agree that, I mean, this is really important for the West to keep Portland down in the bottom. Uh, you do not want Portland having a home game in the playoffs because we see what that can do. They don't even have to be playing their best soccer. Playing in Providence Park is never fun. Uh, and I'm just picturing Jordan uh, Providence, or sorry, picturing Tempers playing in Philadelphia for an MLS Cup final because I think that would be a freaking blast uh, with how well Portland is playing. And I think with just the talent levels and the skill that they have, that they finally caught fire and they look like that team that could push for knocking and bouncing Austin LAFC from the playoffs. So pretty cool. I would game take that. Play. I would yeah. take that if, if we don't have to face LAFC or Austin in the MLS Cup. <laughs> yeah. Take that. My game of the week is going to be the Hudson River Derby. Uh, so New, Eng- New York City, like we said, is is kind of close to falling out of a home playoff spot. Mm-hmm. Well, the Red Bulls sit above them by four points. Can they kind of cement their spot, give them a larger cushion with Orlando right behind them, and also get within one of taking third place against the Red Bulls? Or... Are they destined to end up staying in fourth? They haven't really been good recently. Uh, Red Bulls haven't really been that good recently either, though. So it's going to be a messy game is what my prediction is. And it could cement top four for one of those two teams with whatever way it goes, I think. It's wild to me that there's a couple. I mean, we're, we're at the end of this week. We could be... You know, we're games like two games left for these teams. Like we're almost to the playoffs. That's absolutely insane. By the time the playoff ends, man, we'll be talking World Cup. So yeah, it's, it's like almost wild. immediately into it. So <laughs> right. Yeah, pretty crazy. This next month is going to be absolutely insane. But I'm really excited for the playoffs this year. I can't wait to do the big preview show for it and talk all playoff stuff because it, it really it was such a blast last year watching the playoffs. Like I really did enjoy soccer and MLS. Yeah, I I think the issue we're having right now, right, is that and this isn't usually, actually I think this is probably one of the better years um, of openings for for teams to still get in. 
this yeah. late. Usually, yeah. like we only have what one team eliminated. Usually, we have um, three or four. Usually, with three games left, it still starts to be like okay, now we're starting to eliminate teams, mm-hmm. but. It's usually just mathematical stuff. There are a lot of teams that have legitimate shots at still getting in mm-hmm. right now. And <laughs> yeah, especially the like East. not just like mathematical chances, right. but where they're like literally two points behind, one point behind, three points behind of a playoff spot right now, and they also have games in hand and all this fun stuff that it's like okay. Th- we're, like it's Decision a lot more day. to track them, I think, than, than it <laughs> right. is usually. Now, who knows if it'll finish as strong, right? Last year, Decision Day, literally, it's like mm. LA Galaxy's in, and then one minute later, no, they're not. <laughs> right. Oh, Seattle's winning the West. Oh, no, they're not. It's actually the Rapids. Like, yeah. everything changed real quick on that Western side uh, yeah, last year. So we'll see if that continues this year or if it's going to become a little bit more standard over the next week i think i think by this weekend we'll really know like where we're heading Uh if it's still jumbled up it's going to be like okay the next two weeks are going to be fun if it's not jumbled if it's not as jumbled up you're like okay i think we're almost set and at that point it gets to the point of like let's just start the playoffs and we we notice that by listenership we notice it by twitter Uh engagement that at a certain point if you're if you're one of those teams where you're not like the union are chasing records right now and a supporter shield while other teams are just like if i was a third place east team you're like all right right let's just get yeah. to the playoffs right yeah. <laughs> we're not going to get first we're probably not going to fall out of the playoff spot let's just get in and get it done with I agree. and uh so i think some people are feeling that for sure it for me, it snuck up on me. I, I literally this weekend looked or something. I'm like, only three games left? Yeah. It's because usually it starts about the end of end of October, right? right? But because of World Cup, we have to wrap it up a, a little sooner. Yeah. And there's like a collision course of all sorts of games in the next two weeks. Like the fact that, I mean, I mean, we're talking yeah, about we Saturday, Sunday. We have these cup showcases on the 21st yeah. and 22nd. And we were talking about like these Tuesday, Wednesday games, like, or just skipping over them, talking about like the game of the week and stuff. But, but you're right. By the time we hit next week when we do the episode, we will pretty much know every single scenario as far as playoffs are concerned. I would think they will have a whole list of everybody's team and what needs to happen in the next two games. And the worst part is that we're actually about to come into another uh, FIFA window. Yes. So. I think the union's like final two games are after that window from yeah. what I saw October yes. 1st and October 9th. So yeah. they'll play this weekend and then we'll we have break. a gap yeah. for the thing. And then we'll come back October 1st yeah. and October 9th and we wrap it up October 9th decision day, two thirty for the East coast, five o'clock for the West. Maybe we'll pick a game to go live on. We'll, we'll kind of figure that out, but yeah. Should be a lot of good stuff coming up soon. Yeah, last year's decision day we went live and it was a lot of fun. We, had a we lot did of that for the East and then the West. I remember yeah. I was like I was like cleaning while watching the games right. and like trying <laughs> yeah. to keep track of everything. Right. Well, if you want to give us a follow, if you want to enter in the contest for the Panini sticker packs, 
on Twitter at Stateside Show, Instagram at Stateside Show, Facebook.com slash Stateside Show, or email us if you feel like Telemundo want to send us some press stuff. Uh, that's statesideshow at gmail.com. Hope everyone has a great rest of their week, and we'll catch you next time. Tomorrow, throwing his body in, it's going to fall for Ibrahimovic! Oh, come on! Come on! Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show as we recap the U.S. men's national team, Americans Abroad, MLS, USL. This is Stateside Soccer Show presented by Stop It's Time Soccer Show. Have a good one.